pray with me father we are so grateful for you um, god we thank you for your grace and your mercy realizing that if it had not been for you who was on our side god we have no idea where we would be but we would not be in your favor with your graces and your mercy god so we thank you for looking beyond our faults god and seeing the very best in us god you loved us when we were unlovable god you saw us when we were invisible god and you hugged us when we needed you the most so god i thank you for never giving up on us even at times when it feels like we are all alone I can hear my great-grandmother saying, what a friend we have in Jesus. All of our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to be able to carry everything to God in prayer. So, God, we come to you tonight on bended knees, God, thanking you just for who you are. God, if I don't say anything else, I just want to say thank you because you've been mighty good. You've been better than good. You've been all that I need and more. So, God, I give you praise, honor, and glory. Anybody on here, God, who is struggling with anything physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I pray right now, God, that you meet them exactly where they need. There are some people who are heartbroken right now. I'm speaking to them. There are some people who are suffering with anxieties. I'm speaking to them right now. There are some people who are depressed. I am speaking to them right now, God. I pray that your spirit falls fresh. God, there's some people who are worried about some things financially, God, but you are able to provide all of our needs. And we thank you. We love you. And we praise you for us in your son, Jesus name. We pray. Amen. 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 Lake Helen, Florida, man. I appreciate you. Lake Helen, Florida. Listen, he is a dynamic uh, preacher. And if you've not heard him, man, listen, throw your website up so that I can pin it um, up here. I want everybody to be able to grab your merchandise, man. So thank you so much for the shirt. Listen, let's go ahead and jump in this thing tonight. We are going to be jumping all over Job. Okay, we're going to be jumping all over Job. Uh, Job is a very familiar text. Everybody is able to uh, relate to Job at some point in time. Job is um, Job is a story that people know. People can express their emotions and their feelings. Uh, Miss Lucinda, I'm definitely going to pray over that, that everything goes well with the x-rays and the CT scans. I'm going to lift those uh, up in prayer. Um because mama's already healed. We already know that thing. But listen, Job is a story that we can all relate to because we've all had some trials and some tribulations in our life. We've all had some sort of affliction. Um, we've all had to trust God. We've all had to appreciate his favor. Um, we've all had to appreciate um, him being faithful to us. But remember, like I told you last week and the week before, um, God appreciates your faithfulness, but your faith does not possess him. I'm going to say that again for any first time was on here. Remember, I told you your faith pleases God, but it does not possess God. What does that mean? That means that whether or not you are faithful, whether or not you are good to God, whether or not you give him some of what he owes, he is not predicated or assigned just to you to only be good if you do what you're supposed to do. No, whether or not you love him, he's still going to be faithful. Whether or not you appreciate his blessings, he's still going to be faithful. And in this story of Job, I'm telling you, if you have not learned to be faithful over the little things, of the few things, over the small things, read Job 1 through 42. Whatever you got to do, read Job. Don't skim through it. Read through it because if you cannot identify with Job's struggle at some point in time, um, then baby, you need to slow down and read that thing again. But here it is. Job was the upright man. Job was a righteous man. We've all heard the story of Job. Job had all the money in the bank. Job had all the cattle. Job had a wonderful family. Job was prosperous. Job realized, however, where all of his help come from. Job had it going on. Job uh, was not only had favor in the eyes of man, but he had favor in the eyes of of, of, of God. I made my son start learning Bible verses. One of his first Bible verses, Proverbs 3, 4, 5, and 6. And it says, and you will obtain favor and a good name in the eyes of man and God. 
We all know trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to y'all understand it. But here it is. You will obtain favor and a good name in the eyes of both man and God. And this is exactly what Job has. So I thank God for 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 Proverbs right here when he says that you have a favor and a good name, because a lot of us say, I don't care what people think about me. But listen to me, whenever you need something to go your way, it matters what people think about your name there. And, 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 and I don't need you to just hear chat. I need for you to read your Bible. Proverb three, four, it says, and you will obtain favor and a good name. There are some things where you need a good name and it matters who your name is attached to. I need for you to hear that. If you don't hear anything else, I tell you it matters who your name is attached to Miss Lucretia it is so good to see you on here I've missed you so much it matters who your name is attached to your name can be attached to Chad Roseborough that's only gonna get you so far your name can be attached to uh, Reverend Hemphill that's only gonna get you so far your name can be attached to President Barack Obama the greatest president that this country has ever had but that's only gonna get you so far but as long as you've got your name attached to the name that's above every name baby that brings new things listen to me that's only so so far, there's only so many things that money can do. There are, so, there, in other words, there are things that only prayer and supplication can do. Money can get you so far. Your name can get you so far. My name can get you so far. But when your name is attached to somebody else's name, here, remember this is the Bible, Proverbs 3, 4, and you will obtain favor. What is favor? I'm going to give you an example of what favor is. Y'all know, y'all all know I had these ruptured discs in my back. Um, I couldn't walk, couldn't stand. I told y'all about that. I had surgery on December the 10th, right? I was not supposed to be even be able to be put on the books until next month. Why? Because he was booked in surgery until the end of February. It is February the 17th. I had surgery on December the 10th. However, I was not supposed to be on the books until after February sometime in March. I had surgery on December the 10th. However, I was not supposed to be able to be on the books until the end of February sometime in early March. I had surgery. I ain't seeing nobody hit no hearts, no anchors. I'm not seeing nobody do nothing. I'm telling you exactly what favor is. I'm trying to make it clear and plain to you if you don't know what it is. Here it is. I had surgery on December the 10th. That's what favor looks like when it's not supposed to happen, but because of who my name was connected to. Y'all, I'm feeling happy already, and we are nine minutes in this thing. I was not supposed to have surgery until after February. It's February 17th, and I'm already healed. As a matter of fact, my scar is almost gone. That is nothing but the favor of God. When I think of the goodness, y'all help me preach this text like I feel it. And all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. But we know the story of Job and all that he had to suffer. As a matter of fact, let's tell that story. I told you, Job had it going on. Job had everything that he needed and you will obtain favor and a good name. It matters that favor that you've got. But if you don't have a good name, that favor does you no good. I'm not worried about your name in the eyes of man alone. But the Bible says, the Bible, the Bible says that you will obtain favor and a good name in the eyes of both man and God. There are some people you've got to learn to attach your name to. I don't care about your name being attached to no man, but baby, once you start to put your name into your father's name, I take pride in people knowing that I'm Vincent Roseborough's son. As a matter of fact, I, I was 30, 20, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. It's even happened um, just a few weeks ago when I was pumping gas. There was somebody who pulled up to me when I was putting air in my wife's tire and he stopped. He said, hey, man, you good? I said, yeah, man, I'm good. He said, hey, you Vint Roseborough, son? Listen, there's some names I don't mean by I don't mind being attached to. I'm proud of who my father is, but my daddy's name can only get me so far. But when you learn to place your name 
on the end of Jehovah Jireh, when you learn to place your name on the favor of Jehovah Nisi, when you learn to place your name on the name of Yahweh, when you learn to call on the name Jesus, what's the what's the name that's above every name? You got to learn how to call on the name of Jesus. Sometimes there are sometimes there are sometimes when the only name that's going to fix your situation is Jesus. You can call on your on your baby. You can call on your boo. You can call on that teacher who helped you get out of these situations. You can call on your pastor, your preacher. You can call on your internet pastor, your online pastor. But baby, until you learn to call on the name of Jesus. I don't see no anchors, so I don't hear no hearts. I don't hear nobody shouting hallelujah in this place. I need to see the anchors on the screen right here. But here it is. Job was minding his own business, being thankful for all that God has done. Job was minding his own business, living a fabulous life with his family. Job was minding his own business, enjoying the fruits of the labor. Job was minding his own business, doing what he was supposed to. When God asked the devil, have you considered my servant Job? Job is a righteous man. Job is a, is an upright man. And I know that you are coming to and fro. But have you considered my servant Job? I told you we're going to teach some things how they are supposed to be. Too often we have learned and taught this text the wrong way. Not, not, not necessarily the wrong way, but we taught it and placed the blame where it should not have supposed to be. Uh, uh, Bishop Blue, man, thank you so much for tapping on tonight. Here it is. Too often we place the blame on Job's wife and his three friends. Lord, have mercy. I need for y'all to be quiet. I need for y'all to stay quiet because this text has blessed me all week long. I couldn't wait to get here because it had me so excited. Here it is. Too often we have been upset with Job's wife because, listen, why don't you just curse God and die? But remember, I told you, Henry George, welcome to Thirst Quench Thursday. I told you we have to learn to see this text through the eyes and the lens from a different angle. I need for y'all to stay tuned in with me on the night. Drop those anchors if you hear me real clearly. Here it is. We have seen Job and all of his glory, but Job had to witness all of his kids being killed. He had to witness uh, all of his livestock uh, 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 being killed. He had to witness sickness in his body. He had to witness sores all over his body. So when we hear the wife say, uh, uh, do you still persist in your integrity? Why don't you curse God and die? Lord have mercy. Roseboro preached this text. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. What happened was his wife, his soulmate, the person who was made from his rib, the person who was assigned to him, who his favor was attached to. Here it is. She had just witnessed him sitting in the ashes using broken pottery to scrape open his skin. Can I teach this thing before I preach this thing? Here it is. The ashes are what we would sicken, what we, what we would recognize as a city dump. Right. So Job uh, was in a place that had been burnt. All the trash had been burnt. He was sitting in the ashes, which signifies he was at his lowest place. What is lower than trash? Burnt trash. So he was sitting in his ashes, weeping. He was sitting, weeping. He was sitting in his ashes, cutting his sores open with broken pottery. Lord have mercy. Listen, and the whole time I've been growing up, all I could hear was everybody cussing and and fussing about what job's wife was saying do you still persist in your integrity why don't you just curse god and die she trifling she ain't no good that's supposed to be his wife why would she tell him to curse god and die but here it is if my wife had seen me suffer so much and so long if she truly loved me, there would be some sort of compassion which would compel her to say, baby, I don't want to see you suffer no more. 
See, too often we get too upset and we want to be the, uh, the, the, the person who is placing ridicule on somebody. Baby, you can't read just that one verse. You can't just read what she says. Do you persist in your integrity? Curse God and die. The problem is the problem. The problem is the church has only preached that. But if you just back up just a little bit, you'll see where she had to see him scrape his sores. Up. Remember, he had these balls all over his body. He was suffering. He was ailing in his body so much where he was sitting in the trash scraping up. And I had to wonder why in the world did he scratch these sores open? Because what I learned to find out about these balls back then is this was a very infectious disease. And in him having, even in his mindset where he was, he still was cognizant enough to be aware that, no, if I scratch this with my hand and then rub my face, baby, the balls are only going to spread. Lord, have mercy. There were sometimes you've got to be smart enough when to cut an infection off. I don't know what your infection is. I don't know who your infection is, but you got to be able to recognize your infection and be able to cut that thing off. Job was smart enough to know to pick up a piece of broken pottery and scratch open his open balls instead of using his hand to scratch open the balls. He said, no, 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 no. Yes, I may be down. Yes, I may be out, but I am still in my right mind enough to know that, baby, I don't want that thing to spread. Listen to me. If you are in a situation right now where it is meaning you no good and all it's doing is spreading and causing you no good and only causing you mentally physically and spiritual harm baby you gotta learn how to take that broken pottery and cut that sore open and not let it spread anywhere else in your life can i teach this thing before i preach this thing but right 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 before she said this text that we love to fuss about she had just saw him suffering and i don't know if you've got a spouse i don't know if you've got a best friend i don't know if you yourself have been suffering to the point where you just wanted it to be over then, baby, you're, you're not necessarily telling him to curse God so that he can be ill to God. He's she's saying curse God and just die. I don't need y'all to get stuck on this thing. I need for you to hear this clip. She had seen him suffering. So she wanted his suffering to stop. Is there anybody in here who has been suffering and you just want your pain to stop? Here it is. That's all Job's wife wanted. She has saw him suffering long enough. And she said, listen, just curse God. Do you still persist in your integrity? <laughs> oh, my. I need for you to curse God and just die. I know I want you to be here with me, but I'm not going to be selfish enough where you got to continue to suffer, baby. I want you to just curse God and die. I want you to leave. I don't want you to be in this situation anymore. But Job had three friends. <laughs> Job had three friends by the name of Zophar, by Bildad, and Eliphaz. Now, here it is. Job's friends only, know, only knew Job and his prosperous life. Until they got word of everything that was going on with Job, they did not know Job in a way of other than having all this Money, all these cattle, all these livestock, all these, all these, all these uh, beautiful children. But here it is. I don't want to omit Job and Job's own text, but here it is. Job knew that everything that he had, God had provided. Lord have mercy. And here it is. There's sometimes you've got to switch from the background to reality. What are you saying, preacher? What, I, what I'm saying is uh, uh, what you've been reading has been the background. But the reality is they saw him suffering. That's why it matters. That's why I told you a text tonight. Your, your title tonight is going to be it matters who cares. It matters who cares because Job's friends and his wife had only witnessed him at this point in time suffering. 
And so I don't know about y'all, but my friends in my clique, in my circle, in my small dynamic, they have compassion. As a matter of fact, on my job, before I hire somebody, there are certain words that I'm listening for. Because we deal with the elderly, because we deal with majority of demented people, I need to hear the word compassion come out of your mouth at one of your two interviews. Why? Because I'm a firm believer that you can have sympathy for me. You may even can feel bad for me. But until you are moved to the point of compassion, nothing changes. And when you're dealing with somebody else's loved ones, compassion is something that you need. So Job's wife and his friends were filled with compassion. Somebody shout compassion on your screen. As a matter of fact, Zophar says this thing. He says, shouldn't someone answer this torrent of words? Is a person proved innocent just by a lot of talking? Should I remain silent while you babble on? When you mock God, shouldn't someone make you ashamed? You claim my beliefs are pure and I am clean in the sight of God. I only, if only God would speak, if only he would tell you the secrets of the wisdom for the true wisdom is not a simple matter. Listen, God is doubtless punishing you far less than you deserve. What his friends were saying, even though they were filled with compassion because of tradition, somebody shout tradition. Because of tradition, because of church folk, they were under the assumption that if you suffered, if you had ill things happen to you, if something happened to your children, it's because you or your mama or your children or your daddy have sinned against God. But I'm here to tell somebody that it does not matter how perfect you live. It does not matter how right you do in the eyes of God. In this life, there will be some trials and some tribulations. In other words, there'll be some stuff that's going to go in on in your life. Nothing that you cause, but here it is, nothing that you don't deserve. <laughs> Y'all didn't like that. Here it is. There is going to be, there are going to be some things in your life. There are going to be some situations that are going to flip you upside down that are going to be why nothing that you did, but nothing that you did not deserve. That's why you ought to thank God for grace and mercy. They keep you from the things that you don't deserve, baby, because there are some things. Truth be told, with the way I have lived my life, there ought to be a special place in hell with my name on it. But because God is so gracious and God is so wonderful and he's so mighty, he looks beyond my faults. And he sees the very best in Chad. That means I don't walk around with the same scent that I had when I was in my mess. I don't look like what I've been through. I love that song. I don't look like what I've been through. You ought to thank God right now, wherever you are, by the grace of God, that you don't look like all the hell that you've had to push through. Can I get somebody to drop some anchors real quick? And Bill Dad, his other friend says, how long will you go on like this? Because he was he was filled with compassion. How long will you go on like this? You sound like a blustering wind. Does God twist justice? Does the almighty twist what is right? Your children must have sinned against him. Your children must have sinned against him. So their punishment was well deserved. Now, listen, you got to be a bold son of a gun. After my children have just been killed all at the same time. To tell me that my children deserve to die. I, 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 it, 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 it ain't enough religion in the world. For you to tell me that my two boys deserve to die. But here it is. They were only going on again that word tradition. 
because they had been heard and had been taught that because you sinned against God, now you deserve the punishment that was that was delivered to you. Not only do you deserve it, but even though your children have been killed violently, they deserve what happened to them. And well, here it is. That's why you got to get off tradition and church folk. Church folk will lead you straight in a place where you cannot dig yourself out of. You have to read the word of God for yourself. Here it is. Now you have Eliphaz. Eliphaz. Somebody shout Eliphaz. E-L-I-P-H-A-Z. Eliphaz says your words have supported those who were stumbling. You have made firm the feeble knees, but now it has come to you and you are impatient. It touches you and you are dismayed. In other words, what he's saying is you've had these things that you said for so long. Here it is. But now that it's touching you. Good God, have mercy. Now that the boils are on you. Now that the suffering has come in your house. Listen, it's one thing for you to see somebody suffering from afar. It's one thing for you to console somebody who has lost somebody close to him. But baby, until that thing hits you, if I can be if I can be transparent for a moment, I worked with Genesis forever. Still work with him. Genesis Funeral Service. I've driven hearse. I've driven a family limousine. I've driven a flower van. I've done it. I've picked up the bodies from the home. I picked up the bodies from the from the nursing home and the hospital morgue, whatever. I've done it all without a without an ounce of emotion. I'll pull up to the family's house and do my job. But here it is. When I lost my grandma a year ago. When I saw the same van that I drove pull up and I knew it was coming for us, it hits different until until it has happened to you. The Bible says the Eliphaz says, here it is, here it is. But now it has come to you and you are dismayed. Here it is. It touches you and you are dismayed. That's why that's why Job says naked. I came into this world and naked, naked. I shall return. Here it is from the dust. I came and. And to the dust I shall return. But here it is. Uh, uh, Job's friends, once they found out about what was going on, I'm going to say this. I'm about to get off here real quick. Here it is. It says, now when Job's three friends heard of all the troubles that had come upon him, each of them set out uh, from his home. Eliphaz, Bildad, and, 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 and Zophar, uh, they met together to go and console and comfort him. When they saw him from a distance, they did not recognize him. And they raised their voices and wept aloud. Here it is. They tore their robes. Through dust in the air upon their heads, they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his suffering was very great. What's your point right now? My point right here it is. It's okay to shut up sometimes. I need to see that on the screen about 30 times. It's okay to shut up sometimes. I need to see y'all type that on your screen. It's okay to shut up sometimes. It's okay. It's okay to shut up sometime. What you saying, preacher? Why, why, why would it be okay for me to shut up sometime? Why? Here it is. Here it is. Because you don't have it figured out anyway. Here's the kicker. You don't have your own life figured out. Yet you got the audacity to text my phone. Yet you got the audacity to call my phone and try to offer me sentiments of how it's going to get better. Of how I, I, I deserve this or how I can get myself out of this. Here it is. I need for you to hear me closely. It's okay to shut up sometimes. Maybe y'all like me. I was growing up. We couldn't even tell nobody to be quiet. Shut up was like a cuss word. Well, I, I couldn't even tell you to be quiet. Hush. None of that. My mom said I was too close to telling somebody a cuss word. You, you can't say shut up. Uh-uh. 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 
Uh, it's a lot of stuff because you, you couldn't say shut up. All right. But here it is. I'm giving you permission on tonight. It's okay to shut up sometimes. Here it is. Job's friend. How do I know they was filled with compassion? They may have been misled on their traditional teachings, but here it is. How I know they were filled with compassion because they left their homes. What you saying, preacher? They left the place that was comfortable for them and traveled to a place where they knew their friend was suffering. I'm going to say that one more time because some of us need to hear that. They heard that their friend was suffering. And so the Bible says that they left home to go together and console him. But when they got there, here it is. The Bible says that when they saw him from a distance, they didn't recognize him. That's okay. Because people go through some things. And sometimes some of the things that they say, you will not recognize them. When I was going through my dark period, my wife told me when I came out, babe, you said some stuff a lot of times I didn't recognize. I was so she was she said I would say, is this my husband talking? And every time I would fix my mouth to say something, why is this happening to me? Why, why, why does it feel like God is picking on me? She would always say your words have power. And I'm going to say that until you feel that your words have power. I need for you to understand this thing. It's OK to shut up sometimes and your words have power. His friends left their comfortable home to go and console him. But when they got there, even though they didn't recognize him, the only thing they did was wept loudly because they saw that their friend was greatly suffering. Here it is. But it says that they sat down with him for seven days and for seven nights. So for seven days, ooh, I almost started hooping. And for seven nights, they didn't say a word. But they simply sat there and consoled him. I need for you to hear that thing because after they traveled a long journey, they didn't come and offer their advice. But the Bible says that they simply sat there and consoled him. What that means is, even though I'm sure they had a lot of things that they had to say to him that they felt like would make him feel better. They only sat there and consoled him. But the Bible says for seven days and for seven nights, no one spoke a word. I need for you to hear that and hear me say this clearly. There comes a point in time in your life where not only do you need to shut up inside your head, but you need to shut your mouth up. There's a lot of times where I visit people who have sick and lost somebody close to them. What do you say to somebody who just lost their mother? What do you say to somebody who just lost their kid? I know what you're going through. Eh. It's going to be okay. Eh. There are some times where you've just got to learn to show up and sit down. Here it is. I'm about to preach this thing and I'm about to get out of here. I may hoop if I feel good enough. I don't care if I ain't got no organ and I don't care if this is the internet. I feel like preaching right here. There are some times in your life where all God needs you to do is show up and be quiet. <laughs> All you've got to do is figure out where he needs you. Leave your comfortable place. Good God, have mercy. Show up and be quiet. Pastor, I got a whole lot I need to say, but there's some times where you just need to show up and be quiet. 
Why? Because there will come a time in your life where you don't have the words to, to sufficiently fit the description of the things that you need from God. So all you've got to learn to do is to show up and shut up. I don't care how long your journey to get there was. You've got to learn. You've got to learn. You've got to learn to shut up and show up. I don't care if you say show up and shut up or shut up and show up. There's some things that you've just got to do. The Bible says that his friends left their home and came to him and saw him from a distance. No, they did not recognize him, but they knew who he was. And so instead of uh, telling them everything that they needed to do, all they did was sat there and shut up. So I don't know who I'm talking to on here tonight, but I'm telling you, all you've got to do for God to work that thing out is for you to show up and shut up. I've been suffering with depression for a long time. Show up, see your therapist and shut up. I've been dealing with this anxiety. feel like things ain't going to get no better, baby. All you got to do is show up and shut up. Hear me closely. I did not say that it was going to be easy. I did not say there was going to be a walk in the park because if you heard me teach this text, I told you that Job sat in his own pile of ashes and he scratched open the balls from his skin. Even though he was cognizant enough to not scratch it with his hands and spread that disease, he knew that all he had to do was show up and shut up. When everybody in his life was talking crazy, why don't you just curse God and die? Remember, before we judge them, remember there's a point of compassion that everybody needs to reach. But all, all you've got to do is learn to show up and shut up. It may be hard sometimes, but that's why it matters. Who cares? If there is nobody in your circle, if you cannot identify one person, matter of fact, that's going to be my, uh, uh, Tanisha. I'm glad you put that up there for this week. I'm going to have seven days of social media silence. Don't expect to see me until eight o'clock next week, because there are sometimes when you speak, you get in the way. But if you don't have anybody in your circle who can get to the point of compassion where they see you suffering, and don't try to fix your situation, but say, I don't know how bad it is, but I know I'm going to show up. If that's you and you've got a friend who's going through right now, baby, listen, you don't have to have the answers, but all you've got to do is learn to show up and shut up. Is there anybody in here who understands that you ain't got it figured out anyway? But if you learn how to show up, the old folk used to say that if you show up, God will show out. And I am a firm believer that not because of my faith, not because I'm a righteous person, not because I've been any better than anybody else, but because my God is who my God is. All I've got to do is show up and he's going to begin to show out. So if that's you and you wondering how it's going to get any better, all you've got to do is ask God, where do you need me? 
Remember I told you the friends heard that he was suffering and they left their comfortable place. Oh, that mercy. Yes, that means sometimes you're going to have to leave your comfortable place and figure out where your God is and show up so that he can show out. Jesus is all that you need. Just show up and allow him to show out. The same God that brought you in this world is the same God that's going to keep you. He's the same God that's going to cover you. He's the same God that's going to protect you. But all you've got to do is show up and he's going to fix it for you. I didn't say when he was going to fix it. But I know that his promise still stands and that he's going to do it just like he said he would. Father, we thank you right now. God, you are a mighty good God. God, I thank you for showing me something different in this text. It matters who cares. So before I pass judgment again, I thank you for compassion. I thank you for joy. I thank you for peace. I thank you for above all else, love. I thank you that love counsels a multitude of sin so God as long as I've got your love I don't need anything else God I lift up mother on tonight with the x-rays and the EKGs and everything else that needs God I thank you that your perfect will is done but God if you choose to do it for anybody do it for her. If you can do it for the least of them, do it for her. God, I thank you that it's already done. I thank you that it's already done. God, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. I thank you that, God, even sometimes you allow me to see the weapon that's formed, realize that it will not prosper. God, I love you. I thank you and I praise your name. There's nobody like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout, type amen, hit those anchors. Listen, if you have not shared this thing, I need to see 21 shares on Facebook. Please do that. Listen, until next time, because you can't do nothing about it, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And may heaven smile upon you. In Jesus' name. Y'all be blessed.